The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Robert, and I'm your host. It is actually Friday, June the 3rd. If you're watching, if you're listening, excuse me, maybe even watching too. Anyway, it's Friday, June the 3rd. If you're listening on Thursday's podcast and I said Friday, you know, what are you going to do? Enjoy, enjoy your extra weekend, your extra, you know, day of the week or something. Uh, anyway, we're going to break down NFC wins, NFC West win totals. Joining me to do it, Jordan Najani. What's up, buddy? Brinza, what's going on, man? How you doing? How was your uh, Memorial Day weekend? It was, uh, it was good. It was awesome. Very good. Um, just kind of hung out, got to see my brother, kicked it around. Yeah, did the pool stuff. Standard, middle-aged, father, dad type stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just you know, it's go go to the pool, drink a couple of white claws, come on. <laughs> um, how was yours? I should ask. It was great, man. Yeah, I didn't realize Nashville had such a cool lake scene. So I hit the lake for a couple of days cool. there and felt like I was back in Raleigh out on Jordan Lake. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize Nashville had a good lake scene either, but that makes sense, though. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it, the lake, the body of water is not like as big, you know, as like long as like Jordan Lake or something else is, but there's a lot of it. And the, the scene was very cool. So what, uh, what lake was it? Um. You know, I'd even have to look it up. This is, I looked, I've Googled Nashville Lakes. It's like seven nearby lakes in Nashville. Wow. Well, I think it was Old Hickory Lake. I'm in Hendersonville, a little north of Nashville. Yeah. So uh, I think it was uh, Old, Hickory Old Hickory Lake. Hickory it looks, looks pretty awesome. Wines all around. It was a lot of fun. I love a good lake weekend. Same. Yeah. I could use more of a lake weekend myself. Um, but enough of that. We got to go west. And we start with the Rams, a wind turtle. Over under 10 and a half, the over minus 120. They went 12 and five last year, of course, won the Super Bowl. They lost a lot, you know, this offseason. That happens when, you know, when you win the Super Bowl. Sometimes that attrition is just naturally built in. Von Miller signed uh, by with the Bills and free agencies are kind of a shocker. Robert Woods was traded to Tennessee. Uh, Sonny Michelle uh, departed for the, the Dolphins. Andrew Wentworth, this is probably the biggest one, retired, and that's got to be a concern. They also lost Austin Corbett on the offensive line. And they signed Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner to uh, two big free agent, big ticket free agent guys that they picked up. Uh, 10, 10 and a half wins over under Jordan. What do you think? 
Well, it's kind of interesting because uh, last year this was the exact line as well. Ten and a half wins, except it was plus money on the over. Uh, I urge you guys on CBSSports.com to take that. Of course, it came through. In fact, on February 8th last year, I urged you to take the Rams to win the Super Bowl at plus 1,300, and that cashed as well. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that that line is kind of the same, except the juice has flipped. I think it's at minus 125 now over at Caesar Sportsbook. But I will say this. You mentioned that the Rams maybe got a little bit worse. Maybe they you know, fell off just a little bit in the division. Well, at the same time, I think you could make the argument that the other teams in the NFC West maybe took somewhat of a step backwards as well, talking about Russell Wilson leaving. We don't know how good the Cardinals are going to be. Trey Lance is a question mark and quarterback for the 49ers. So, yeah, I'm taking the over when it comes to this win total. I, I couldn't possibly take the under, man. I mean – yeah, you start with the Bills. You got the Cowboys in the front of the schedule, but it's, I mean, look at, I mean, Bills at home, Falcons at home, at the Cardinals, at the Niners, Cowboys at home, Panthers at home. Like, they're probably worst case four and two. I was even going to say, yeah, five and I one. Would, I would go, if I would pick five and one if I were doing it. I'm just like, to be conservative, let's say four and two. Sure. Uh, let's say I lose the Bills and the, and the 49ers. But I mean, yeah, and they could easily beat the Bills, of course. Um, the 49ers after the bye at home at Tampa, Arizona at home at New Orleans at KC, but they also get the Seahawks and the, the Raiders at home before they go to Green Bay, Broncos at Chargers at Seahawks. It is not an easy schedule per se but this is going to be a good football team again and I think one of the things that people forget with about the Rams is it's Matthew Stafford's second year with Sean McVay like he should take not like a huge step forward but I would expect him to cut down a little bit on the interceptions and maybe be a little bit more efficient in terms of his accuracy and how he operates the offense and I think he has huge numbers and I think the Rams are still one of the best teams in football as I said and there's no way I'm getting in front of that like you got they should win two against Seattle you got the Raiders yeah, you know, we mentioned they're probably five and one or four and two to start. So, like, you really don't have to get like two of the coin flip games going your way, and you're already at ten right there. So, I I will definitely take the over for the Rams. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned it's a tough schedule. Uh, according to the combined opponents' win uh, total from last year, it is the toughest schedule in the NFL. But here's another thing to keep in mind. I mean, I get the Rams don't have the number one home field advantage in the league, but they virtually get 10 home games in 2022 after having just eight last year in the regular season. The other thing that really kind of stuck out to me about this schedule is they get the 49ers twice in the first eight weeks. I would rather catch that 49ers team yeah. early in the year as opposed to late. I think that's going to be very important as well. The Cardinals in week three, that's a great time to get them. They're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins as well. That's why we counted that as a win. So, you know, I think that the Rams get off to a really hot start. But as you mentioned, it definitely gets trickier down the stretch. But still, if we're leading, if we're talking about the over-under win total, uh, I don't think they get to – what were they, were they 12-5 and five last year or so? I, yeah. I think that – 11 maybe 11 and 6 that would obviously hit the over i think that's my official projection would maybe be around 11 and 6 i yeah i think i think i mean i think 10 wins is their floor like just the just how with how good the team is going to be how well coached they are you know the, the consistency they have coming back i have concerns about the offensive line for sure but i think the rams will figure out a way to fix those uh to, to alleviate those concerns and they go over this total the 49ers the market is like crazy high on San Francisco. And, you know, you think after with, you know, Jimmy G being a question mark and, um, you know, they didn't really lose a ton of guys or really add a ton of guys. I mean, Lincoln Thomas and DJ Jones and Raheem Mostert are definitely like big losses. Um, 
but you know, it's not like an ex- like an exodus or anything like that. Maybe you saw more with the Rams. I'm just surprised that they're, they're at 10. Like we don't know if Jimmy G is going to be on the roster. And while Trey Lance has a ton of upside, it, it, that's 10 wins is a lot. Yeah, it is. And you know, I'm with you. It, it's surprising that the market's very high on San Francisco, but I will say, you know, I can try to be logical about it. If Trey Lance is just a little bit of an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, then this team, you know, could be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um, what is it? I think they have like the six shortest odds to win the Super Bowl or something ridiculous. And in fact, yeah, in a piece it's, that it's I wrote, crazy low. Yeah, it's crazy. And in fact, that was actually my value pick in an article I wrote like two months ago at most was the 49ers might be a good value Super Bowl team, even though it's six shortest, which sounds absolutely ridiculous. I mean, when it comes to the schedule, like let's just look at the beginning of it. Those first uh, eight games before the bye week, it's kind of funny because I think they could go two wins to start. Two losses to follow those two wins, another two wins, and then two losses to go into the bye week for a grand total of four and four. I think that's kind of interesting. How about you? Yeah, so I got them. I would have them beating, obviously, the Bears on the road to start the season. Winners against Seattle. I, I think they probably lose at Denver. And so if I got two and two, four and two, I'm going to give them a split with the Rams just because – you know, how Kyle Shanahan has coached against the Rams in, in his in his career and if, if Trey Lance is good. So I, I will say, let's see, one, two, three. I mean, they probably have five wins in one of the bot week eight. We're going to week nine. Like, I mean, like, if I go five and three there, I probably need to go, like, you're right. Like, you know, it's tough to get under if you go five wins out of the gate like that. I'm just, I guess I'm just, like, I wish this number was like eight and a half or nine. So yeah. I actually could take the over because I do like the 49ers, of course. Um, they beat the Chargers at home, probably split with the Cardinals. You know, I think they could certainly beat the Seahawks on the road and the Raiders on the road. So, yeah, I mean, it's like it's a team that's probably going to be right around 10 wins. It, it really is like entirely based on how, like, is Trey Lance going to be awesome or is Trey Lance just, you know, still developing? And, and like, is Jimmy G coming back? You know what I mean? Like, that, that to me is like the big question mark here. So – if I'm buying, like, if I'm buying the Niners, like, and actually going to bet a win total for them, I want it to be a better value. Like, people are, like, less, like, more surprised by how Trey Lance comes out and performs. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And, you know, I think that I'm going to stick with my four and four heading into the buy. And my official prediction is that maybe San Francisco somewhat stumbles out of the gate as Trey Lance tries like to adjust. Year, by the way. Exactly. It's exactly like, like last year. And it's interesting because after that week nine bye, they have what is it? Is it five straight home games? Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, no, no. They, no. They have a, um, four or five are at home. Chargers at Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Buccaneers at home. Like that. Yeah. I mean, like they could certainly beat the Buccaneers at home. Like that, that wouldn't be out of the question at all. Like, I mean, we all think Tampa's going to be good, but like, you know, the Niners winning, which wouldn't be like that crazy. I'm looking at a, another website from a different company. That's a lesser one than CBS sports, which is giving me false information. So that's why I said that. No, but still they get what four, four out of five home games coming out of the bye, which I think is going to be important. The way that I see it, the 49ers, just like last year could really experience, you know, a, a boost in their overall play coming out of the bye towards the second half of the regular season yeah. that gives them a spot in the postseason, not winning the division. That's going to, I'm going to reserve that for the Rams, but as a wild card, that's kind of my prediction that Trey Lance, he starts to flourish down the stretch of the regular season. 
I, I don't think that's crazy at all. Like if he if he picks that offense and really starts to get it going down the stretch, then this team will be extremely dangerous and can, can hang some some big scores on 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 these defenses down the. Yeah, I mean, like look again, like for, it is it is all about Trey Lance. You're making a projection on how you think he will perform, and it is possible too. Like if he plays really well in, in the offseason. It looks great in training camp, et cetera. This number ticks up a little bit. So uh, on the other hand, if he looks terrible, it could tick down a little bit too. Um, exactly. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we will talk about the Seahawks and Cardinals next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I say this every time. I'm like, I'm going to stop talking about the commercials we show on our YouTube show, but like, I was explaining to Breach, it's crazy that we're technically co-workers with the South Park people. There's an, there an ad for the South Park Streaming Wars, which you can now stream on Paramount Plus. And, you know, we're from our colleagues, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Um, I was exactly. Like, if I, I ever met them, I, I would tell them I'm co-workers too. I'm a big South Park fan, so I'm yes, definitely going to yes. be watching that. Yes, South Park's the funniest television show of all time. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing. It, like. If we can get those guys on this podcast to talk Broncos, that would you be have to try. You have it'll, to try. Yeah, it'll never happen, but we we we, we may, I'll talk about it a lot. Well, it might not even try, but I'll talk about it a lot. Um, anyway, go sign up for Paramount Plus. You get some kind of promo, I'm sure. The Arizona Cardinals went 11 and six last year. They have a win total of nine. The under is minus 130. Of course, DeAndre Hopkins will be suspended for the first uh, six games of the season, I believe. Marquise Brown was acquired in a trade on draft night. They also landed, um, uh, let's see, uh, Will Hernandez in a free agency. They lost Chandler Jones and Christian Kirk, two big losses, as well as Chase Edmonds. Kyler Murray is still unsigned. He's still they haven't worked out a new contract. It sounds like they'll get it done this offseason. I don't think he'll skip any games if he didn't get the contract. Like, it would be a really bad look. Um, but I do wonder how not having the contract might impact his availability at training camp while he's trying to work with new receivers, although he played in college with Marquise Brown. So, you know, that, that should be that tough. And, like, I just wonder how it might impact the offense. I, I just, this team just feels like it's. Like it's not going to come out of the gates hot like last year and be eight. No, I don't think. Uh, what do you think about the Cardinals win total? Yeah, you know, I think it's very interesting that a lot of people are leaning under on this. You know, I think it's a lot of the same people that were leaning under on them last year that were absolutely wrong. That being said, I, I'm not very bullish on the Cardinals over. I think overall I'm leaning towards the under, and we can get into exactly why. But a big reason is also because how they start the year. And you brought up the whole Kyler Murray drama. Um, is he going to react and come out, you know, 
guns firing like an MVP candidate, or is he going to come out, you know, the slowest he has during his entire career? Then you throw in the, in, the added element that he's not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. Look at those first six games. I mean, what's your record projection in those first uh, six weeks? I would have him losing the Chiefs. A win at the Raiders, but I don't think that's a free win. I mean, Las Vegas could definitely win that game. Lose to the Rams. Probably win at the Panthers. So that's well, that's why I'm starting one. Or I guess I'm getting two and two. Um, they're going to lose to my Eagles, of course. So two and three. Uh, and then I'll say, so I think I'll say three and three, but I think it's possible it could be two and four. That's exactly what I think as well. I think three and three is where I'm leaning, but I think it's very possible uh, they go two and four, depending on if Philly, you know, is as good as advertised heading into this regular season. Yeah. I mean, and, and look, like Kyler Murray, also the thing like the Cliff Kingsbury doesn't win late, like late in the year is a real thing. Like, it's been happening dating back to like Texas Tech. So it's, yep. it's kind of tough to imagine it suddenly just stopping, ceasing to exist. Like it's no longer a thing because, you know, like, like, what, what will have changed? Like, Cliff, you know, Cliff gets an extension, and now he like figures out how not to lose what games at the end of the year. So, like, unless they start out eight zero, you know, I think these are you know, uh, definitely uh, there's just tough stretches for the for the Cardinals, and I, I just have a hard time believing. Um, like, I just wouldn't want to take the over knowing Hopkins isn't coming back. Like, I think Hollywood Brown's awesome. Like, he's a fun player to watch, but he's like. You know, he's like he wanted. He's just like he's not going to come in and be like a true number one. I don't think like like the Ravens are trading him. You know, if he's not a you know if he's a true number one, I mean, like he's he like he's trying to blame the freaking you know offense on Lamar and like you know and them not want to throw down the field. It's like bro, like just be a better receiver. In, you know, in the passing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he definitely suffered through some drops uh, through the early stages of his career, no doubt about that. But, I mean, that being said, I love Hollywood. In fact, if you're in, like, a fantasy dynasty league, I would think about trading for him if you could. But still, he's not a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, as you mentioned. He's not exactly going to keep the offense afloat just by himself. I think that he could have a really good year, but he won't be enough. And, again, if Arizona's not going to get off to a hot start, then they are going to hit the under on this win total. So, you know, entering week seven, once they get DeAndre back, uh, it's at home versus the Saints. I really love the Saints this year, but I, I am going to give Arizona a win there. Uh, I think that at Minnesota, you know, that's a tough game. I think Minnesota could be another team that's better than anticipated, better than – I, I, I mean, I think it would be shocking if Minnesota wouldn't favor that game. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And then Seattle, then it gets really tough. That, that Those weeks 10 through 12, that literally could decide everything. Not just the Cardinal season, but if your bet's going to hit, whether you bet the over or under on this. That's a tough stretch. At the, at the Rams versus the 49ers. And week 11, I don't want to catch the 49ers. They might be an okay team there. And then versus the Chargers at home, we've talked about it on your podcast before. I'm, I'm kind of a believer in the Chargers here. So it, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see what – the Cardinals record will be once they get to that week 13 five. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I would think, let's see if I had him at, um, when I say three and three, I think they'll beat the saints at home. So four and four, I'll probably sweep Seattle, but maybe that's not a guarantee. So we'll say five and five, and then I'll split 49ers and chargers. So I got six and six at, at week, you know, going into week 12. So it's like, you could be a playoff team, but you probably have to win Four of your final five games, maybe you can get away with it with three and be nine and nine and eight. I, I we'll see with the NFC. I don't think that's out of the question, but like it just means you've got to win three of New, you know, New England at Denver, home against Tampa Bay, at Atlanta, and at San Francisco. If they're only six and six going in that buy, so that yeah, I, I I would 
definitely lean under as well because you know you got to win three of five to get to that that win total. So yeah, under for me for the Cardinals for sure. Finally, the Seattle Seahawks. Everyone knows they traded Russell Wilson after a the worst season of his career in Seattle. They went seven and ten last year. They also released Bobby Wagner. They released Carlos Dunlap. Um, so Gerald Everett bounced. DJ Reed left. You know, Carlos Dunlap was released. Like, they have lost a ton this offseason. And you know, they brought in Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris in that trade with the Broncos. Marquise Goodwin is like a notable free agent, which I think is a problem for Seattle. Uh, they just couldn't really do a whole lot. And then, uh, you know, in the draft, of course, they get Charles Cross and Kenneth Walker. But, man, like – and the win total six. Dejani, it is really difficult to – uh, find a reason to like the Seahawks. Nope. Uh, in fact, I actually published on CBSSports.com earlier this week. The under uh, is a best bet for me entering the 2022 season. I think best case scenario, uh, they go five and twelve. With that being said, I don't know how you're feeling about this quarterback situation. I don't think this is final, right? Pete Carroll can act all he wants that he's confident in the guys he currently he's has. about Russell Wilson, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, you, you can never believe what he's saying. Any of these coaches, just in general. You know, I think it's very possible that Baker Mayfield could be playing football in Seattle uh, this year. I don't know how much he really improves this roster, as you mentioned. You know, Charles Cross is obviously a welcomed addition on the left side of the line. Um, but at the same time, I think this offense is going to be really relying on the run game with Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker, Chris Carson. I mean, they got a ton of guys, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, but we still have questions on the defensive side of the ball. I, I, I like some of the additions they made, but at the same time, I don't think anyone's expecting this will be a top 10, top 15 defense in the league. Looking at the roster, the one thing I want to bring up as well is that, you know, we talked about on, on an earlier podcast that the AFC West may be the best division in the NFL. I wonder what this line would be if Seattle was not playing the AFC West. But because they are, and where our over-under is currently sitting at six, um, yeah, I, I'm going to take the under, and I think this is a good bet to make. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I think it's pretty obvious. I, I, I've, been, I've been saying all, like, for the past few weeks, really all season, like, people, um, you know, people be like, you know, what do you think, what's, like, Seattle's plan? It's like, I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea what they think they're doing, like trading Russell Wilson and rolling with Drew Locke. Like, I mean, like, it's hard, but I think I figured it out. They just want to be, they think they're going to be like the 2012 or 2011, 2010 Seahawks, like trying to find a Russell Wilson to plug in, but just, you know, work, like rolling with Tavares Jackson and, you know, Matt Hasselbeck in the final year of his career, just, you know, like, a, like a, just trying to patch tape, you know, patch things together, you know, like, Scott's tape, a quarterback situation, run the ball a ton and try to play good defense and be like this team that, that for instance, Denver, they want the final score to be like 15 to 12. Yeah. You know, like they don't want to get involved in any shootouts. I think they're just going to be a team that tries to grind you out. And I don't think it's going to work with the personnel they have. Like it's, it's too hard for me to believe. Like I trust in Pete Carroll. I think he's a, I think he's a good head coach. Yeah, I definitely agree that you know he could be taking a more modern approach to offense lots of times, and that's probably been um, you know a bit of his downfall in terms of allowing this this team to you know Russell Wilson getting traded. Right? Um, I, I I think you got to take the under here. Like I don't I don't see how you can bank with Seattle getting to seven wins, knowing they're playing the AFC West and they've got a very formidable conference where they don't have Russell Wilson there to to like you know balance it out at all anymore. 
No, and you know, I want to say that I think you made a really good observation. I think that Seattle wants to be a T.O.P. squad, right? Time of possession, dominate that, and then you can think that you can find a way to win. The thing is, and I want to say too, I have an eye on these running backs when it comes to fantasy. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the rotation is going to be and see which one kind of um, you know shows up. It might be Kenneth Walker as RB1, which would be kind of interesting. But if you're going to be a T.O.P. squad, then the defensive side of the ball is going to have to show up every single Sunday. And Seattle's defense, historically, over the past couple of years, has not been one of the better units in the NFL, which is why I think the strategy that we both are predicting Pete Carroll and that Seahawks brass is is trying to undertake and adopt is not really going to work, especially when you reside in the toughest division in the NFL or one of the toughest divisions in the NFL that also has to play the other toughest division in the league as well. Yeah, I mean, the schedule, like, you know, I mean, you're getting the entire AFC West. Like, you get Denver coming to town and Russell Wilson revenge game in week one. You're at San Francisco. You should probably beat the Falcons at home. I don't think at Detroit is a guaranteed win. Nope. I mean, even when we want to be conservative and give it to them, so let's say they're two and two there. You lose at New Orleans, so you're two and three. I'll give them a split against Arizona, so three and three. Lose to the Chargers. Uh, I guess they could beat the Giants. That's four. Lose the final two going into the bye. And so you got four, so you can't, you can't give up three wins after the bye. They do get the Jets and Panthers at home. I mean, really. Like there's no there's no other path to six wins, but it's everything's got to break right. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're. I think you gave him one more win than I did right before that week eleven bye. Um, I, I think I was Probably nice and lost I, to Detroit. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, that's true too. I, I gave them, you know, in that second half of the stretch of the the schedule, I gave them, I think, like a win in Carolina, maybe a win against New York, and maybe that's obviously being kind as well because who knows what the Panthers are going to look like. But that's how. That's why I think best case scenario is really that five and twelve mark. And even if you get to six, you're going to push there anyway. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, exactly. I think they're probably a five win team, and that's why the under is juice, right? Like the Vegas thinks the under is the play there as well, and so do we. I think Seattle under is probably one I'd bet. Like if I had to pick my favorite two from this division, it'd be Seattle under and Rams over. I think. One hundred percent on the same page with that. All right, love it. That's the NFC South. Quick and dirty. Thanks for listening. Quick and dirty. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Dijani, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.